This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Alabama's Secretary of State-elect, Wes Allen, has made his first move regarding state voter rolls being managed by an out-of-state organization. This week, Allen sent a letter to the Electronic Registration Information Center, known as ERIC. In that letter, Allen notified the organization that the state of Alabama will withdraw all association with the group once he is sworn in as Secretary of State this coming January. The letter says the state will no longer participate in any aspect of the ERIC program. ERIC has come under scrutiny by 1819 News and in particular editor-at-large Erica Thomas for its supposed effort to clean up voter rolls for various states in the nation. You can read more of those articles on the 1819 News website. Allen made the state's withdrawal from Eric a campaign promise and raised questions about the origins of Eric's founding and what they were able to do with sensitive voter data coming from the various states, including Alabama. This move will also include the end of membership fees to Eric, which Alabama has been making to the tune of $25,000 a year. A solar farm here in Alabama is part of a multi-state settlement for violating the Clean Water Act. AL Solar LLC is located in Lafayette, Alabama. They will be paying part of a $1.3 million fine along with three other companies that operate solar facilities in Illinois, Idaho, and Alabama. The companies are all accused of not following proper environmental protocol during construction that would keep groundwater protected. At the solar farm in Lafayette, there are over 3,300,000 solar panels across 1,000 acres. This settlement was part of interaction that came from the U.S. Justice Department Environmental Division. Attorneys are fighting a planned execution for this week for an Alabama inmate. Kenneth Smith is scheduled to die this Thursday. Smith has been on death row since 1996 for the 1988 murder for hire of a pastor's wife in Colbert County. Elizabeth Sennett was found stabbed to death inside her home near the Coon Dog Cemetery, Her husband would later commit suicide when the investigation started to point towards a murder for hire that involved Smith and another man. A judge sentenced Smith to death after the jury recommended a life sentence upon his conviction. Attorneys for Smith are arguing that if the trial were held today under new state law that Smith would not be eligible for execution. They also argue that Smith was not properly informed of the options to die by nitrogen hypoxia as given by the Alabama Department of Corrections. The other man who was hired to commit the crime with Smith was John Forrest Parker, and he was executed back in 2010. A Mobile County District judge decides to lower the bond amount for a murder suspect, despite the objections coming from the prosecuting attorneys. Judge Zachary Moore reduced the bail amount for Morgan Barnhill from $500,000 to $300,000 based on the argument by Barnhill's attorney that he has no previous criminal history. Barnhill is accused of beating another man to death with a shovel. The judge ordered that Barnhill will not be able to access or own a firearm, will be given an ankle monitor, and a 6 p.m. curfew to observe. Mobile County Assistant District Attorney Lauren Walsh objected strongly to the lowering of the bond amount. She says the manner of death for the victim was brutal and that the defendant admitted to doing it to police. Montgomery's new police chief is touting a drop in crime. Police Chief Daryl Albert is the 15th police chief for the city of Montgomery. He's been in position for less than a year. He recently spoke at a city council meeting saying that there have been less homicides in the city compared to last year. WSFA News covered those statements from Albert. 
So the biggest part of this is we can talk about internal workings of everything we do, but we don't do any of this, and our successes are not without the public's help. So more than anything, I'd like to say thank you to the public for supporting the Montgomery Police Department and all of our efforts. Chief Albert also said that there have been 53 fewer non-lethal shootings since he first took office. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer wants to get the bill that legalizes homosexual marriage at a federal level passed through Congress during the lame duck season leading up to the start of 2023. Schumer is setting up for the initial vote to happen this week for the Democrats' so-called Respect for Marriage Act. Conservative Christians are warning that this bill would put nonprofit organizations and churches at risk of coming up against federal prosecution for any policies or practices that do not support homosexual marriage. Schumer will need 10 Republican senators to cross over and vote for the bill in order for it to move out of range of a filibuster. So far, four senators have signaled their willingness to support the bill. Those senators are Susan Collins of Maine, Rob Portman of Ohio, Tom Tillis of North Carolina, and Lisa Murkowski of Alaska. The bill was passed earlier this year in the U.S. House with the support of House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy and with 47 other Republicans voting in favor. A class action lawsuit has been filed against the Massachusetts Department of Public Health. The lawsuit claims that the state government agency worked with Google to auto-install spyware onto smartphones of those living within the state under the auspices of COVID-19 prevention. The lawsuit says the installation of the spyware was covert and not visible to the human eyes. It tracked the movement and personal contacts of users without their permission or awareness. The two plaintiffs in the case, Robert Wright and Johnny Kula, say that even when a Massachusetts resident happened to find out that there was a hidden app on their phone and removed it, the MDPH would simply reinstall it. The United Methodist Church, the UMC, is losing thousands of churches due to the push for approval and acceptance of the LGBTQ community. The church has recently selected its second gay bishop for leadership. Now conservatives within the UMC say this is only going to accelerate their departure. About 3,000 congregations here in the U.S. have already left, with thousands more expected by the end of this year. Churches overseas are also considering the issue, with some churches in Bulgaria and Slovakia saying they're out, and churches in Africa getting ready to exit. Just this past March of 2022 at the Duke Divinity School, which is a key UMC seminary, this occurred during one of the chapel meetings. Good morning, the holy and queer one be with you. Good morning and welcome to worship. My name is Caroline Camp. I use she, they pronouns. I am the communications coordinator for Duke Divinity Pride. Thank you all for being here at the first ever Divinity Pride worship collaboration. Just a few months later in May of 2022, the Global Methodist Church was formed as a denomination alternative to the UMC churches that want to leave the mainline denomination in order to follow a biblical definition of both God and marriage. When it comes to Catholics here in the U.S., the bishop who denied Nancy Pelosi communion at church for her radical stance on abortion has now been elected as the chairman of the Catholic Bishops' Pro-Life Committee. Bishop Michael Burbridge of Virginia was selected with a 174-63 vote within the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops. Burbridge will fill the position that is going to be vacated by Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, who was also recently elected as the new vice president of the conference. 
Burbridge was the last of three bishops who denied Pelosi communion when she showed up at his church in Virginia. Pelosi first attempted to do so at her home in San Francisco, was denied, and then again in Washington, D.C., also to be denied. Well, let's talk about the global elites now who want to take over the world and have masses of people eat bugs, own nothing, and be happy when they're commanded to. Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum delivered a speech this week at the G20 Summit in Bali, Indonesia. He referred to the fundamentals of the Great Reset. Oftentimes, anybody who referred to that were called crazy or conspiracy theorists, but it's an expressly written plan by Klaus Schwab, and he reiterates it again in this speech. What we have to confront is a deep, systemic, and structural restructuring of our world. And this will take some time. And the world will look differently after we have gone through this transition process. It's also not clear why Schwab or Bill Gates were in attendance of this G20 summit meeting. Neither of them are state leaders or diplomats. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Be sure and check out Phil Williams on Right Side Radio as he talks about grassroots efforts and who's qualified to lead them. It says, when they, that's that's the establishment guys, when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized they were unschooled and ordinary men, they were astonished and they took note these men had been with Jesus. So here's the deal. Point number one is that that first grassroots movement, really any grassroots movement, that the growing of a cause just a few chapters before we're told was growing by thousands by the day, that that grassroots movement was being led by men who had no formal training. They did have the courage of their convictions and the power of their experiences. That's a huge deal. It's a great point. It's something that I hope is sinking in as we're talking right now. You are not required to have any formal training to make a difference or to start a grassroots movement. You can hear more of that podcast at rightsideradio.org. If you are enjoying the daily detail and want to make sure the reports come up easily on your electronic device, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on the main page of the daily detail on whatever podcasting app you've been using to listen. That could be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other podcasting apps. You can also get the word out about the daily detail by sending a link to a friend or dropping me a five-star rating. I surely do appreciate it. I'm Andrea Tice. I will be back again tomorrow. And I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 